there's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. Boy, oh boy, does the NFL just continue to show it is a week-to-week league. But are we starting to separate some of the contenders from the pretenders? Welcome into this Monday edition of the Lombardi Line alongside former NFL GM Michael Lombardi, Stormy Bonantoni with you as we wrap up a week seven in the NFL with Monday Night Football later on tonight. 49ers visiting the Vikings in prime time. But a crazy day yesterday, Michael. And got to give the round of applause. Credit where credit is due. 3-0 on your official picks yesterday which included two underdogs that end up winning outright Tomlin's just gonna keep Tomlining I guess from that standpoint really 4-0 <laughs> if you count <laughs> Seattle amazing. in there too it's amazing how they just play ugly play ugly play ugly and then in the fourth quarter Pittsburgh just finds a way to win the game I'm not sure if McVeigh would have had a timeout remaining they would have won the game but they didn't, and they couldn't challenge. I'm not sure, Stormy, if you watched the spot. I don't know how that could possibly have been the spot, but, you know, if you get if you had Pittsburgh and and got three or three and a half, I mean, there were some shops that was three and a half. Pittsburgh scores 21 points in the fourth quarter, in the second half, I mean, you know, and so, and then they end up getting what they do in, in the second half. They got... Uh, they have 11 first downs in the, in the fourth quarter alone. So they got some momentum. They got stronger. We talked about Deontay Johnson helping out Pickens. I think that was true. And they wore down this Ram team. That, that rush was really tough for Stafford to handle. They couldn't convert a third down in the second half. Yeah, so anybody that was following Michael yesterday had a good day. And if you listen to my teaser play, you were screaming at the television yesterday because I could have had a nice day <laughs> had the Bills just finished that rally and not let Mac Jones of I all was people about that one. go the length of the field and score a go-ahead game winner with 12 seconds left, Michael. What are what are we doing if we're Buffalo right now? The the AFC is mayhem. Well, we're, we're, it really is. But look, there's one team that said we're for, there's two teams that are for real. 
Kansas City's a real defense, and they showed it offensively. Mm-hmm. What Brendan Staley was doing defensively, we'll need a Senate investigation committee to go into this on how Travis Kelsey can just run freely down the field. <laughs> I'm not sure how this happens, but it does. And then, of course, Baltimore. I mean, Lamar Jackson told America he's the MVP in the league with that performance. Four star, four times he touches the ball in the first half, four touchdowns, one drive starts at his own eight and goes down the field, has to overcome a, a first and 20, and they still get, t- still get points. And really humiliated Detroit, kind of put them back in place a little bit, which I think will be the best thing for the Lions anyway. And I think there are two teams in the AFC now that are really, really good. Some vying for the spot. The the West has already been declared. Hand out the hats and T-shirts. Your Kansas City Chiefs are the the AFC. What? Mahomes is now 29 and three straight up against the AFC West. His his record against the division is ridiculous, Michael. And it's funny. I was talking to our producer, Elliot, before the show. How often? It's like every single offseason we come into the year talking about which team is going to upset the apple cart in the AFC West and knock the Chiefs off of this pedestal because it feels like on paper this could be so competitive. And then no. Like, let's just. No, let's just say what it is. And it's the Kansas City Chiefs are better than the rest. There is a big margin from that standpoint. And it was great, I think, yesterday as you referenced there, that for a team whose defense has largely carried the load to start this season, we saw the offense come on uh, about as perfect as a first half as Patrick Mahomes could have. The one off-target ball he had did get picked, but I mean, the the yardage, the touchdown production, just remarkable from from Kansas City from that standpoint. And to go back to what you said about the Ravens, um, they put the NFL on notice. Lamar Jackson put the NFL on notice. They wrecked the Lions in this spot. 38-6 to the final, winning and covering easily. We talked a lot yesterday on the show about all of the woulda, shoulda, coulda from a point production and red zone efficiency standpoint for the Ravens. It is remarkable what can happen when guys are catching the football for our guy here. No question. And, And let's just jot this down. No more, no longer do I want to hear about the return from London creating problems okay let's just can we eliminate this for good yeah the jacksonville jaguars come back from london and they dominate the colts dominate the colts the baltimore ravens come back from across the pond and dominate the detroit lions so i don't think we should worry about the travel as much as the media makes us worry about the travel or we think we worry about the travel. I mean, these two teams flied across the country, played their best games of the season, really, in all honesty, and and they didn't affect them coming back at all. And look, if you're going to play overseas, which I think is great, the formula is go over there early, but you can get back in time to have a good week the next week. So Baltimore was just, to me, the dominant team, and they made a statement. They're finally healthy, and they took the game over. It was impressive to watch. Kansas City benefited from, you know, look, let's face it, Staley. And every time you watch this Charger team, you're holding on. You're just holding on because you don't know what to get. I mean, they, when they give up over 27 points, their record's 6-23 and 23 with Staley. When they give up fewer than 27, they're 21-5. and five. I mean, you just knew that. I, I, even though I... I thought the, the the Chargers at five and a half were a good play. I never felt like they were going to cover that game, even when it was only 24-17. But they didn't score a point in the second half, Stormy. Well, which actually brings me to, from a betting perspective, what a brutal beat that is for anybody that had the over in this game. 41 points were scored in the first half, Michael, 
41 in a game with a total of 48 and a half in the under caches. Can you imagine that? (laughs) I mean, and it wasn't even close. Like, like, like Herbert for six, six gets more balls batted down than anybody. And I'm, I'm telling you something about, I'll tell you this about Herbert, Herbert. If he were playing in, in any other city, but Los Angeles, where nobody really pays attention to the Chargers other than that lady who I'm convinced must be a paid actress now because now she had a Buffalo Wild Wings hat on at the Chief game. All of a sudden, she's going to Charger games on the road. She's getting promotional deals now. about that, Stormy. (laughs) Yeah. I I mean, like, if if Herbert's second halves have been a disaster, when they need him to make a play, hadn't made a play, like, I love the kid. I think he's underachieved. He's probably more... The reason I think that line was so big, and I didn't figure this out, it was stupidity on my part, is because I think the book thinks he's hurt. And he didn't make good throws. I mean, he's got Allen wide open in the end zone. He tries to throw a, foot, tries to throw a Sandy Koufax fastball at him. I mean, it was really weird. And they're not good on defense for all this conversation. They got Khalil Mack. They got Joey Bosa. Tell me when those guys step up and make a play. I mean, how many times is Mahomes going to scramble for first downs in the game? They have a very expensive defense, just uh, the, the production. That, that's what they have. There. That, that, that's exactly what they have. What was Mahomes had four carries for 29 yards. Every one of those carries probably got first downs. 424 yards passing on the day, four touchdowns. Uh, Travis Kelsey stays hot on National Tight Ends Day, by the way. So good for him. 12 <laughs> catches on 13 targets, 179 yards and a touchdown, which was a little sketchy holding the ball over his head. But but he gets in. Um, it was just all around, all around dominance from the Kansas City Chiefs. And, we, and all this to say, we still haven't even really touched on the Sunday night football primetime game, Michael, and what the Eagles were able yeah. to do pulling ahead there in the fourth quarter against the Miami Dolphins. This Miami team that has been known for its its explosiveness offensively that has been dominant running the football this year they're held to what 45 yards or so on the ground in this game Philadelphia just handling business on the O-line and D-line this game well I, I think this game revealed a lot about Miami's offensive line which you and I've talked about all year about the weaknesses and how McDaniels hides the line and he, and he does, and he's done a good job, but he can't hide it. They set the edge in the run game on the outside. They dominated inside. They put a lot of pressure on him. I mean, his longest play of the day was 29 yards, you know, to uh, Tyreek Hill. Uh, you know, he had a 27-yard touchdown pass, but you never felt like he was really in rhythm because the pressure was bothering him. And even though the Eagles didn't play their A game, they still ha- they still won convincingly. I mean, let's face it, this Eagle defense held Miami to 10 points. Well, and you, you talk about the pressure bothering Tua. Like, this was, it, the Philly defense, like, wasn't doing anything crazy. It was actually their lowest blitz percentage of any game this season. Just their standard rush excelled. They're playing zone defense, two high safeties, but they made tackles, didn't allow any of those yards after catch, yards after contact. It was like they were just doing everything, like the little things right, and that was enough to stifle this Miami offense. It was, and they said, basically, you're going to have to – they set the edge on both sides in their cover, too. They said, you're going to have to beat us trying to run the ball inside. They knew the matchups favored them one-on-one. You know, whether Lamb's not a very you – know, Lamb's a backup left tackle, had a start. Isaiah Wynn gets hurt. They have to go to Lester Cotton. That's not working yeah. out for them. And so, they, you know, they're struggling with their front to get any physicality. 
And look, they've got dynamic receivers, but the reality of football is if you're good in the defensive line, you're going to control a good offense. And they got held to 205.1 yards per play. I mean, this was humil- This was kind of like they came back to earth. And I thought the Eagles would control the ball. They did almost 37 minutes in the game. But last time, when, the, when they played the Giants, they had the ball 24 minutes, the Dolphins, and they had 524 yards. This game, they had the ball 23 minutes and 17 seconds and had 244 yards. Big difference. Yeah, and we talked yesterday about what Buffalo did well when they played Miami and getting to a Tungo Vailoa on the ground had four sacks in that game. The Eagles defense gets him gets his jersey dirty, three sacks, six quarterback hits against Tua. And again, it kind of presents that finesse versus physicality and how the physicality of the Eagles won out. The Dolphins five wins this season. You look who they've beaten the Chargers, Patriots, Broncos, Giants, Panthers, teams with a combined record of eight and twenty-five. And then you get your doors blown off to Two teams that Buffalo went healthy, very physical defensively. The Eagles do what they did yesterday. So kind of raises the question of what can we expect from Miami moving forward? So I think we've got a lot of big picture AFC conversation. You can say the same in the NFC as well. And who really is the best of the bunch? Um, per this early conversation, Kansas City, certainly the cream that's rising to the top of the crop there. We're going to step aside our first time out of the day, but so much more recapping a busy day in the NFL when we come back. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni on VSEN, the sports betting network. Become a VSEN Pro subscriber today. You'll get a daily email recapping all of the best bets from our show hosts and guests. You'll also get unlimited access to the VSEN.com slash picks page. Sort picks by sport, matchup, event date, and more. You can check the top VSEN experts leaderboard as well to view betting records, profit, and ROI. See which VSEN expert has the hot hand for VSEN Pro picks, betting splits, power ratings, plus 24-7 video access. Become a VSIN Pro subscriber. Sign up today for just $19 for your first month at vsin.com slash subscribe. Our guy Michael 
Russell Lombardi had the hot hand yesterday and like the last three weeks been on a pretty solid run here, Michael. We were just finishing a conversation on the the Miami Dolphins and Philadelphia Eagles who went head to head yesterday. Eagles win 31-17, pulling away there in the fourth quarter. Credit the defense. We talked a lot about that. But Michael, one thing we didn't bring up, which I feel like we have to every single week, is just how unstoppable (laughs) the brotherly shove is. It's remarkable how good they are at this and nobody can do anything about it. No. And they, you know, they, they, their pad level is incredible. The one play they got the the offsetting penalty call. I mean, it it wasn't offsides on the Eagles. They, they weren't offside. The, the, the dolphins were, but they weren't. And they're, they stay low and they continue. Like what you see from them is the back, the back, Two players push hurt, and he keeps his feet moving. Where some of these teams, you don't see them stop, and their pad levels—it's really well done by their line coach and Kelsey and their inside players. They're well coached, and it's well executed. Look, to me, I never thought you could aid the runner from pushing him from behind. I thought that was illegal. I, obviously, I learned something in football. It's not illegal. To me, that's the conversation. You shouldn't, you know, they should be, they should be allowed to do it is are you allowed to push the runner? And for a league that prides itself on safety, is this really safe? That is a big question, but all I know is that head coach Nick Sirianni made his request to the masses to absolutely not ban this play. Take a listen. First and nine every down. You know, every first down is first and nine. Um, knowing that if you get the fourth, fourth and one, um, shoot, a lot of faith in that play. Um, just be, you know, yeah. So um, it, it was awesome. Again, just Jason Kelsey starts it off. Jalen Hurts, uh, you know, is right there. You know, haven't been able to drive because you've seen it, right? You've seen it across the league that people can't do it like we can do it. They can't do it like we can do it. And, uh, and so I'm making my plug right there. Like, don't, don't ban this play. Like if everyone could do it, everybody would, where's the camera? If everybody could do it, everybody would do it. Staring down the camera. If everybody could do it, everybody would do it, but he's right. It is. It becomes first and nine. Just move yeah. the sticks. You know, they're going to get it. And if you are a Jalen hurts fantasy owner, or if you back him for anytime touchdowns, you are just living on, on cloud nine. Yes, please, please go down at the one yard line. So the Jalen hurts can punch it in. Uh, it's just, it's, it's remarkable what they've been able to do there. Um, hurts has 16, one yard rushing touchdowns since 2020 tied with Zeke Elliott for the most in that time. Um, okay, let's go on to Patriots Bills, Michael, because again, this is just the the soul crusher for me and my favorite teaser of the day yesterday. Patriots win outright as a seven and a half point dog. We saw the line moving that way toward New England with that going down from nine and a half to seven and a half. And for Bill Belichick, win number 300, just the third coach yeah. to reach that mark in NFL history. Yeah, congratulations to the coach. I never saw it coming, to be honest with you. I, I thought for sure it would yep. be a romp. But look, Buffalo is an imperfect team right now. Losing Milano hurts them. Losing Daquan Jones hurts them. Losing Tredarius White hurts them. So they lose three legitimate high-paid starters on their team, and that kills their defense. And then when you combine into it that they're not playing from in front, slow start over in London didn't really work out for them. Played from behind in that game, Jags went. They play the Giants, and the Giants, only because of their ineptitude 
in the goal line in red zone situations lose the game or else they lose that game 14 to 9 right the giants have a chance at the end of the half they don't do it and then at the end of the game so and then the the patriots a team that has played behind all season a team that has rarely scored over 20 points all season puts up 29 and does it in the last last fourth quarter they end up dominating the game they get 10 first downs they run 19 plays and they take over the game they get the ball with a minute 58 to go in the in the game and they drive it the length of the field and the they can't do anything about it. Buffalo can't make a play. I mean, you almost wonder, you know, I know we talk so much about some of these star players, but you, you never even heard Von Miller's name yeah. called the entire day. Like, you never saw him on the field. Like, I don't think he was credited for a single tackle or a pressure in the game. And maybe he's not healthy. So there's something, to me, there's something there with their team. They can't play from in front. Allen's spectacular. And some of the plays he made, Stormy, were remarkable. I mean, he could have easily been sacked 10 times, Mm -hmm. easily. And he got out of them. They've been just really, really up and down this season. Um, One and two over the stretch, three poor performances overall. But to your point, largely because of all of the injuries that they have on the defensive side of the ball. So it raises the question. I mean, I know we have a segment on the show that we do every now and then called Panic or Patience. Do we think that the Bills are going to be able to work their way out of this, the trade deadline just a week away? Do they go out and get somebody to try to, you know, like repump up that side of the football? How are you approaching this if you're Buffalo? You know, I said this on the on the uh, GM shuffle today. I, I kind of think I get the sense they won't be courageous. I think they'll be desperate. I really do. Von Miller played six plays in the game. Why he was dressed to just play six, I don't know. Maybe he got re-injured. But they're going to have to do something to shore up their defense. Look, they're not going to find Matt Milano out there. And they're going to have to overpay. You're going to have to overpay for a trade in this market. I mean, when, they, when the Rams traded for Von Miller – he wasn't going to re-sign with Denver. They were going to get a compensatory pick, so they ended up getting way better than a compensatory. That's what it's going to take to make a trade, and I think Buffalo has to try to do something to help their defense. Their defense just isn't good enough right now. Obviously, that's an understatement, and their offense is not good enough to make the mistakes they make and play from behind. And, and and that's what's happened to them. It really does. Short week to try to get back on track, but a potential get right opportunity having the Tampa Bay Buccaneers be your opponent on Thursday night football coming up next week. Bills an early seven and a half point favorite in that one. Um, another unexpected result. The Browns end up winning. But this is not the way that I don't think anybody saw this game going. 39-38 final. They win but don't cover the three and a half. Total goes over 40. Ends up being the highest scoring game of the day, which again, I for sure did not have on my bingo card with this Browns defense and how stout that they have been so far this season. But they lose to Sean Watson, end up rallying compliments of Miles Garrett and a fourth down score from the goal line from Kareem Hunt to get the win in this game. Watson's one of five with an interception before he leaves the game in the second quarter, took a big hit, nearly threw his second interception of the game on the play. goes incomplete. But held out the rest of the game, Michael, despite clearing concussion protocol. Kevin Stefanski says he wants to protect his franchise quarterback. But if, if I'm a Browns fan or somebody who backed the Browns laying the points here, I cannot stand Deshaun Watson this season. No, and he's not a franchise quarterback. I mean, let's be clear here. I mean, the way he played yesterday, he didn't get benched because of the concussion or saving him. He got benched because he wasn't really ready to yeah. play. He has a look of a player not interested. 
you know, and, and he didn't seem like he was practiced all week, and we know he did. His first pass of the game was a joke. I mean, it was in the dirt. It, the guy's wide open. He doesn't even throw it to him. Throws it in the dirt. I mean, it was really bad. If I'm a Browns fan, I've got we've got a really good team. The defense didn't play well yesterday, but they made enough plays to win. But this Deshaun thing is going to haunt them forever. We've seen two major trades for quarterbacks, and both teams probably are regretting it. They won't say they're regretting it in Cleveland, but they have to be based on his performance, and they're definitely regretting it in Denver. But this game, everybody wants to talk about in this game, all oh, the Colts, they got robbed by the officials, two bad calls at the end of the game, yada, yada, yada. No, your head coach lost the game for you. Your head coach gave the game away. Your head coach decided that, it, you know, he was not, he didn't care about being a head coach. He was more interested in being a play caller. And that's all he cared about. And so when you look at the end of the first half, I don't know if you saw this game, Stormy. It, this is a clinic on how not to lose a game or how to lose a game. Let me put it that way. So he gets the ball back, the, the, the Colts I'm talking about. This is where, this is the underlying current that just drives me crazy. And I know he's a really good play caller, yada, 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 all that stuff. But as a game, as a situational coach, it's a really disastrous. So he gets the ball back with 154 to go. The Browns have two, the Browns have two time, have uh, two time, three timeouts left. He runs the ball, he throws a pass on first down. And Minshew gets sacked. So they go from their own 11 to their own five, okay? And Cleveland calls a timeout. Now, we know Cleveland's going to start calling their timeout, so perhaps, you know, we should do something about it. We're going to have to go to the next break because I can't finish this all. But it's just a disaster how he managed the end of the second half. Not only does he give up seven, he gives up a field goal. He gives up 10 points with his play calling at the end of the half. We can break this down a little bit. We got Thomas Gable coming up with us as well. But yeah, it just it doesn't always come down to those plays that we want to blame the officials on, although that's what it feels like in the moment. The middle eight so critical every week. This is the Lombardi line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni on VSN, the sports betting network. Basketball season's just about to tip off, and the VEASAN experts have been hard at work tracking the latest player moves to help you bet smarter. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today. You'll get our all-new NBA betting guide, which features up-to-date previews on all 30 teams, futures and year-long player props, best bets on player awards, live betting strategies, plus advice on how to build your own NBA betting model from our senior NBA analyst, Jonathan Von Tobel. Give yourself an edge this season. Get the VEASAN NBA betting guide by becoming a VEASAN Pro subscriber today. VEASAN.com slash subscribe is how you do it. We got the NBA. We got the NHL. Game 7 in Major League Baseball coming up tonight. And, of course, football in full swing as we welcome in Thomas Gable, director of the race and sportsbook at the Borgata in Atlantic City. And um, I feel like you're probably just still doing another victory lap because after the betters were doing so well early this season, things the tides have turned a little bit here, TG. How are we doing? Yeah, I, I think they did. And yesterday for us, it was almost the, the tale of two different days uh, between the early slate and the late slate. So early slate could not have gone better. Probably the best early slate of the season for us. Uh, had decisions on almost every game with really the exception of the Falcons and Bucks. I can't say it was too big of a decision on that one. Uh, but almost every other game we had a decent sized decision on 
And really with the exception of the Browns and Colts, which didn't go our way, um, we needed, we need the, the Browns there to cover that number. The other games all did fall our way. So it was, we got to a tremendous start there. Um, the, the late slate, the afternoon slate, I don't think any decisions went our way in, in those, but we were in the rare position last night where we actually needed the Eagles to cover. Um, that doesn't happen very often here, uh, especially when they're playing a non-New uh, York team. And uh, But a lot of Dolphins money here throughout the week. Dolphins money continued yesterday. And uh, Eagles came through and covered that number. So the, the day certainly ended on a good note uh, for us last night. But, uh, you know, the early games, though, the you know we mentioned the Falcons and Bucks not too much of a decision in that one. Uh, Falcons uh, were able to get the victory there, even though they closed the three-point dog. Um, the Raiders and Bears, uh, not much of a fight there from the Raiders throughout. Uh, but Raiders were taking money uh, throughout the morning. Uh, already touched on the Browns and Colts. The Ravens and Lions. This was an interesting one. The Lions were certainly a popular dog uh, throughout the week, and, and that continued yesterday. And this was actually a game where we had on we had this game on the main screen with with audio, and before halftime we had to change it out because it was just, it, it was over. It, you know, it was it was that far uh, removed really from everything else. I mean, everybody knew that the Ravens were going to cover that number, and. Um, the, the Bills and Patriots, though, I mean, that was certainly the, the big game, I think, for us and almost every other sports book probably in the country. Uh, the Bills losing there outright to the Patriots. Uh, I mean, it just killed teasers, money line parlays. Uh, on the spread, I mean, it was just – wasn't too many Patriot backers. I'll, I'll put it that way here. And so we really just uh, cleaned up on that game. Um, so that one was a good one. And even the commanders and giants were typically, you know, at least here, people are betting the giants wasn't the case yesterday. And, uh, we were in position to need the giants and they come through and, and get the, uh, the 14, seven, uh, victory there to, uh, you know, it's those two teams are pretty much out of it. I would say in the NFC East, uh, for the division, it's going to be a two, uh, two team race there, I think for the rest of the season between the Eagles and Cowboys. But, uh, whenever you get an NFC East uh, matchup there in the division, it's you know it's typically going to be a hard-fought victory for uh, whoever comes out on top. Uh, TG, you had to be you had to make a fortune off the over of the Colts Browns game because nobody saw that coming. I mean, everybody kind of thought that's going to be a twenty-one-seven. Mm-hmm. If the Colts do cover, it'll be somewhere in the low number. But there had to be nobody playing the over, were there? No, there really wasn't much over money uh, in that one, and I I, I texted you because it was one of those things where I I looked at the score early on and I, and I said this I think I would text you before halftime and um, I had no idea how this Browns defense could give up only 17 points to the 49ers last week and I understand that there was weather in that game but only giving up 17 to the 49ers and Gardner Minshew has 21 on you by halftime. Uh, where he runs in two yeah. touchdowns and throws for a, a third there uh, before halftime. So it was just a, a weird 
uh, game uh, with that situation with the, with the two backups going and uh, Watson, who knows what's going to turn out with, with Deshaun there. Um, the Browns do squeak out the victory. And, um, but I mean, it was, that was just a weird game start to finish. Yeah. Unbelievable. Who would have thought to PJ Walker would be their better chance to win a game at quarterback, but that's what we <laughs> yeah. had yesterday. And I, I am hoping that based on the performance from last week against the Browns that the 49ers take out some of their frustration on the Minnesota Vikings later on tonight in Monday night football, TG, where do you sit on the numbers? How is it getting played tonight in primetime? Yeah, so this game's pretty much seven everywhere, uh, including here. Niners laying the seven on the road. Uh, the total is really where, you know, we've seen some action come in today. We just took a $50,000 bet on the over uh, not too long ago this morning. Uh, so the total right now sitting at 43 and a half. Uh, again, that's pretty much everywhere. Uh, you're going to find that total for this game. So uh, the, the Vikings... Not not too many backers for the Vikings at the moment, uh, getting that seven uh, at home. I think this is just a game here where you have the, uh, an angry Niners team uh, coming off the loss, um, and they were going to look to right the ship, even though they're dealing with some injuries. Um, so it, most everybody here is uh, playing the Niners. You, you would think, and where are you on the number here, TG? Uh, Niners laying seven. So you're at seven. There's six and a halfs out there, though. It seems like they are getting – there is a little bit of money coming in on them there. Well, it's if you can find a six and a half, uh, I would lay that uh, now because I think almost – the public is certainly going to be on the Niners here. You, you might find some sharp money coming in on the Vikings, but public's going to be all over the Niners tonight. How about uh, college football this past weekend, TG? How'd you guys make out? Because there were some some interesting results, and I the one that just keeps on glaring in my mind is Virginia upsetting North Carolina this past yeah. weekend yeah. as a 24, I want to say, point dog. Just a crazy, crazy game there. But, but, I mean, a great college football weekend, I felt like, in general, too. Yeah, it was. I mean, we got off to a great start with the Ohio State-Penn State game. Uh, a lot of Penn State money here. And, um, you know, not exactly the most exciting game to watch if, uh, if you're into offensive football. But um, <laughs> uh, the uh, – so they get, got off to a good start there with the Ohio State win for us. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, there were some, there were some games late, though, that uh, the Miami-Clemson game was a decent result for us. But, again, uh, that was a, another weird one there between uh, two coaches that – um, you know, I think maybe the game has, has passed them by at this point, uh, the way that the game is currently played in college. But a uh, decent day on Saturday overall for college. And then, of course, uh, tonight and this afternoon, we have uh, the two big baseball games, Game 7 for Astros and Rangers. And then uh, what, hopefully, at least for the Philly fans here, uh, hopefully the last game of the NLCS today as well with Noel on the Hill. Uh, a lot of people back in the Phillies here against the Diamondbacks to close the series out. Yeah. Oh man, you better be ready for this one. Uh, there will be no football game in the in the center window at the Borgata today. I can promise you that. Yeah. No, that'll well, be a Phillies crowd, won't it? Yeah, it, it's been, and that's the thing. It's you know, it's right October here, so as you know, Michael, it's uh, it's all over the area. So, and. and you know, even for Thursday night, the Phillies were playing Thursday night. There was Thursday night football. 
these these Phillies games, you're taking more handle on on these Phillies games than you are on a standalone NFL game for those nights. So it's uh, you, you know the the fans are backing them in a big way here uh, with their dollars and. Uh, almost every game, uh, we know where the big decision is going to be. It's, it's going to come from that Phillies Diamondbacks game. Out there, it's like get the number while you can now because by the time we get to game time, it's just going to keep going up, up, and up. Thomas, uh, appreciate your time, pal. Thanks so much for doing this. All right. Thank you, guys. Thanks, TG. Yeah, Phillies fan. And, and, and because the Eagles won last night, too, they can you know feel a little goose frabah, a little calming now maybe out there in Philadelphia. Big game tonight. It's a little calm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They'll be, like he said, it's Red October. We got the Eagles and the Kelly Green uniforms, which look great. By Can the way, I just want to be on record, Stormy. There's no way, there's no way the Colts could win wearing those uniforms. I don't know where they came from. That was the ugliest uniforms I've ever. When did they get, when did the Baltimore Colts get black into their color V? Oh. When did this happen? Isn't this coming? Those helmets navy blue or are they black? Isn't this coming week the, the Titans wearing the old Oilers uniforms? So those ones will be I, good. We'll enjoy, get a, I'll enjoy that. We'll get a good one this yeah. week. But I, those Kelly Green, can we just wear those forever? Those looked awesome last night. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. Don't forget on DraftKings Sportsbook this season, new customers can bet $5 and pocket $200 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, all customers get a no-sweat same-game parlay every day. Download the app and use the promo code VSIN when you sign up. That's V-S-I-N. DraftKings Sportsbook, the crown is yours. 
And thank you to Thomas Gable, director of the Race and Sportsbook at the Borgata in Atlantic City, for joining us. Also, later on, coming up in hour two, we'll have Beeson's own NFL analyst, former NFL wide receiver Mike Pritchard, join the program for now. Myself, Stormy Bonantoni, Michael Lombardi with you. Got an update on an important injury for the Kansas City Chiefs moments ago from Tom Pelissero, Michael, yep. because we were hyping up Kansas City and how strong they have been. Their defense has led the way. Their offense picked things up yesterday. Uh, Nick Bolton who left the game in the second half with an injury, had to get an x-ray. Turns out he dislocated his wrist and is going to miss roughly two months, um, according to Tom Pelissero. So a tough loss for that defense that's been playing well, probably second best player behind Chris Jones. Yeah, this is a tough one. And he's been, he was hurt earlier and then he came back and then he landed on his wrist again and became a problem. So they're going to, he's a really good player. They're going to have to overcome him. But their offense seems to be in gear. Mm-hmm. Kelsey was asked after the game and with Hardman coming back, it was like they got like a relief. You could just sense, you know, he had the punt return in the game for a big play and then he made a critical third down catch. He he couldn't get on the field and at the Jets and immediately he gets on the field for the Chiefs. And I think it gave them some uplifting in their offense. And if this offense is going to score in the high 20s, it's going to be hard to score 20 on the on on this defense, the way they're playing right now with or without Nick Becton. Yeah, so uh, just something to, to monitor with that defense, especially because we were just talking about the Buffalo Bills and how, you know, Tredavious White had that first injury and then it was kind of a domino effect after that. So hopefully this doesn't impact them too much, but something to keep an eye on with that group moving forward. Um, let's continue cruising through some of these big results, though, from from Sunday. The Falcons go ahead and beat the Bucks straight up as a three-point dog. 16-13 final. The under cash is 37.5. Young way coup. Clutches can be once again. Another walk-off field goal. This one from 51 yards out. And that's overcoming a lot of those deep in Bucks territory oh, turnovers man. that we saw that were rough. Also overcoming Bijan Robinson dealing with a migraine headache. He didn't end up playing very much in this game. So a big win for Atlanta overcoming a lot. Well, I mean, look, Desmond Desmond Ritter has fumbled four times inside the 12 in the last two weeks, right? So the, this, the fourth drive of the game right before halftime, he fumbles at the Tampa 11. Then he fumbles at the Tampa 1 on a quarterback sneak. And then the ultimate one, the killer of all killers, he's going into the end zone at the ta- – you know, he's going in the end zone and he fumbles. He takes the – he just has one of the most incredible drives. He goes 10 plays, 97 yards. And he fumbles. He's got the ball in his right hand. And he gets it knocked out before he crosses the goal line. Or else, I'm telling Stormy, this game is, shouldn't have been close. Yeah. I don't know if you watched it. It wasn't even cl- Ritter played really well, it, uh, albeit the fumbles. I mean, it's so interesting. Ritter gets killed by everybody out there. And he turns the ball over and should be killed for that. Fields turns the ball over and nobody says a word. This kid's thrown the ball better in three weeks than Fields has thrown the ball his entire career. And yet no one wants to buy into the kid. He said, and look, I'm not a fan. I think they should have gone out and signed a quarterback this offseason. But he has improved a lot in three weeks. He's turned the ball over way too much, way too much. But the, the reason I was on the Falcons is because I think the market has kind of just the narrative that's out there has been such that he's terrible. He's not. He's made mistakes like all second-year players. But this Bucks, this Falcon offense has mustered 447 yards against the Texans, 
402 yards against the uh, the Washington football team and another 401 yards. And in the last three weeks, he has thrown for over 350, 296, 245. Now, unfortunately, in those three games where they're two and one, they've turned the ball over eight times. Yeah. Well, and Arthur Smith gave him credit, too, talked about how much better he's throwing the ball and said he delivered big-time throws when they needed it. They still found a way to win despite some of those issues, but ball security is going to be critical, especially in this NFC South that there's nothing but opportunity to go ahead and win this division. Now they take a lead with an important division win. Well, I'll say this. You're going to think I'm crazy, but he might be the best quarterback in the South. You, you, you could say oh, I'm God. nuts. Such like an ugly Baker, division. We know who Baker is. We know who Baker is, right? I mean, you want to go with Carr? Did you hear what the Carr? Did you hear what the what the Jacksonville Jaguars players were talking about after that? Well, you know he loves checkdown. We know he's going to throw the ball yeah. short. With the theatrics, I mean, look, the Raiders traded out to get to where they are now, which isn't a very good place because they knew they couldn't go down the road with Carr. I don't know why New Orleans spent forty million on a player that they shut out. Like, unless he's going to change his game, which he's not, all right, which he's not. I mean, he's one of the least profitable quarterbacks against the spread. Think about that. So, like, tell me who a good – like, this kid's actually played good. Now, he's got to stop turning the ball over. He had five incomplete passes yesterday. And, and this, this Bucks defense is not not a not an easy defense. I mean, when you look at it – I mean, first of all, they ran for 156. Bijan Robinson sick before the game. He can't go. But Ritter's runs and Patterson's runs really were the difference in the game. It wasn't Algier. Algier averaged under three yards a carry. It was those two players that made the runs, and then they were able to close it out on a really good drive at the end of the game. I mean, I, I just think to me, one of the things I've learned about in the betting world is if a guy gets a perception on him and he's labeled something – and all of a sudden, it just goes and runs rampant. Like, to me, he, he's played better than all the other guys in the division. Yeah, they, this coming week, are a favorite in Tennessee, taking on the Titans next. The Bucks, meanwhile, have to play the Bills on Thursday night football. But, yeah, the Bucks defense is good. I, I know they're, they're older, but they're very, very talented. <laughs> good luck. Love they're that. They're good. Um, let's, but, but, look, I don't know who's going to – we don't know who's going to play quarterback. I mean, that line opened up Tennessee as a favorite, but we don't think Tannehill's going to play. So now it's Atlanta's the favorite with the throwback uniforms from the Houston Oilers days. And, you know, and, and is it, are we getting Willis or are we getting Will Levis? You decide. Yep. Uh, all the, so much backup quarterback play, including this next game we're going to talk oh. about. The Giants with Tyrod Taylor went straight up as a three-point <sighs> dog against the Commanders, 14-7, the final there. And it wasn't it wasn't as close as the score would indicate either. Giants defense made Washington look bad. Another day where Sam Howell gets taken to the turf six times. I think the QB hits were 12. Yeah, six sacks for 52 yards, 12 quarterback hits. Uh, that was an ugly game for for a team that has just had a lot of ugly performances this year in Washington. I mean, I can't figure Washington out. Like they're not watching the same game I'm watching. Like they continue to call pass plays. They can't protect anything. Their offensive line is atrocious. Howell's been sacked six more times, right? They, they make no attempt to run the ball. The Giants score with 17, seven minutes to go in the second quarter and don't score again and yet still win. Now the Giants fumbled, but when you look at when you look at this chart, when you look at the Washington second half, 
and you see what they did. They go punt, three plays and out. Then they get the they get lucky on the snap, on the fumble punt, and they score on that drive. And then they go punt, punt. They, they go five plays, three plays. They badly miss a field goal. And then it takes them 17 plays to go 85 yards, and they can't get it in the end zone to, to tie the game. To me, it's the, this offense is so bad. So bad. They, you know, they got nine first downs in the fourth quarter. And going into the fourth quarter, all they had were five first downs. Think about that, Stormy. Yeah. I mean, so they can't do anything. They couldn't move the ball. Not that the Giants could, because after the Giants scored a touchdown, they, they only got the, after they scored their touchdown, they only had seven first downs for the remainder of the game with seven minutes remaining in the second quarter. I mean, it was a punt fest. It was a just an ugly, ugly game to watch in two teams that were struggling left and right. At least the Giants finally can say that they broke their three game streak of not having an offensive touchdown. So they had a couple of those in the second quarter um, and commanders. Well, well, they, they got lucky. I mean, the commanders were one for 15 on third down. They were in 15 third downs. It's like the Penn State game. Did you watch the Penn State Ohio State game? I only got to see a little bit of it like because it, I was in pregame for my game. That's good for you. Good for you. It would have been very painful. Like like Thomas. But gave yeah, it was like, like at their some third point, down you, percentage. You can get first good. downs and two downs. You can you can play Canadian football like it's there's not against the law where you can't get a first down and two downs. When you're when you can't convert third downs, you, your second down play call has to be really good. The commanders were one for 15 on third down. Yeah. Everywhere it was ugly for Washington. We'll we'll have Ron Rivera step into the office a little bit later on in hour two. I'm very curious your thoughts on him and his future in Washington. Even defensive lineman Jonathan Allen. Like there were so many bleeps in his soundbite. We're not even going to play it. That when he said they whooped our ass, plain and simple, that was the word that was left unbleeped because they were just. I mean, he had the do rag in. He had the AirPods on, the chain on. You knew that he was about to let loose, and he certainly did. So um, frustration in the locker room to say the least. We're going to reset for hour or two when we come back, previewing Monday night football as well. San Francisco 49ers headed to Minnesota to take on the Vikings. We'll give you the latest injury report for the game as well. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah, and some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.